it's just hard to imagine that anybody really needs this program that the government wants us to think that they need. The government's trying to give away $14 billion and nobody wants to take it. Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angles brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, it's not the whole $14 billion they can't get people to take. Uh, government has no trouble spending billions of dollars. But the biggest challenge they're having right now with this uh, bipartisan bill that was designed to make sure that everybody, regardless of income, was able to get broadband internet access is a program called the Affordable Connectivity Program. It is the sort of the, the son of a program that ran during the pandemic called the Emergency Broadband Benefit Program. That earlier program provided $50 a month subsidies so people could get broadband internet access. This new one is a little more lean. It's $30 a month. But the story in the Wall Street Journal, Stephen Green, was all about this government guy driving around to little towns in Louisiana trying to convince local officials that they should tell people about this program. And uh, it just, I found, I started off reading it because I thought it was an interesting story that they were having a hard time getting people to take government money. And then I found sentences like this. Uh, broadband advocates say that internet-deprived communities are harder to reach precisely because they don't have internet. And <laughs> so, uh, and then there was another quote in there that basically said, although the purpose of the program was to get people on broadband services who are not on broadband services, it says that the subsidies have, quote, done more on the side of reducing the costs of broadband than it has on increasing broadband adoption. In other words- So existing, yeah, okay, yeah. People who already have it are now getting it cheaper, uh, but they were paying full price before, ostensibly, uh, but it hasn't really increased the number of people get it. And this in the state, the state of Louisiana, that has the highest adoption rate for this program. They have some 5,600 hundred residents per hundred thousand who are taking advantage of this program. Uh, Steve, I thought this was a, a fascinating quandary that the government faces when it's specifically trying to do good by giving money to people. And then it finds people in a place like Homer, Louisiana, where the mayor goes, yeah, I never even heard about it. And they're like, well, could you tell people about it? Oh yeah, sure. I'll tell people about it now. <laughs> But, but like, how do you get the word out about something? Apparently, they also haven't yet received uh, postal service in that town. I'm not sure. Uh, telephone service. Is there any way to connect with these people? Well, first of all, Scott, the whole thing is based on a faulty premise of nobody wanting the money. I will gladly take the $14 billion. Uh, <laughs> the check would be fine. Bitcoin, I'm cool with that, too. Cash would be a little awkward, but... <laughs> I'd make it work somehow. I'm sure I could wrangle a couple of friends with with trucks to to help me if I you know could let them take a little something off the top. Uh, all kidding aside here, wow! I guess so. They're advertising this stuff on the internet. I guess there's just so much government incompetence here. Government is so incompetent it can't even give away money very well. So. The internet Yay. ads didn't work for getting people to buy more internet. Okay, fine. <laughs> so they go to small town mayors. I live in a small town. Uh, I don't know. We've got maybe 20,000 people, something like that. You know how many times I've interacted with the mayor? None. I've lived here for 16 years. I've never interacted with the mayor. I have no expectation of interacting with the mayor. And if somebody came up to me on the street and said, hi, I'm the mayor and you can get $30 off your high speed Internet bill, I'd start backing away slowly. No way. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking here. Look, if you want to reach rural uh, customers, 
especially folks uh, on fixed incomes who might have trouble. Uh, it might really benefit from this this thirty dollar thing. Whether whether we should have this at all is an argument for another day. I don't think we should. But um, if you really want to reach these people, every, every one of these small towns has a little community newspaper, a giveaway newspaper that, that comes in the mail once a week with the stories about, you know, local businessmen, local families, all that stuff. Uh, my in-laws are doing well. They don't need the money, but they, they would see that ad because they read that little paper, the one that Melissa and I throw away almost before it comes out of the mailbox. Um, uh, if you're getting further out in rural areas, uh, put up signs at Walmart, uh, at a Big R, those kinds of places. Re know your audience. Me, speaking off the top of my head, could reach more customers or has figured out a way to reach more potential customers than a government program with 14 billion dollars to spend. And if you want to know why we're 30 trillion dollars in debt and everything sucks, it's not like we got any value out of all those borrowed trillions. There you have it. Now, Bill Whittle, I, I don't want it to seem like that $14 billion is all in this subsidy program. In fact, a lot of that money is going to or, or is targeted to go to cable companies so that they can build out their infrastructure to reach people who are in communities that don't have broadband service uh, currently. Uh, in Louisiana, they're finding that the cable companies are not interested. They don't want the government subsidy. <laughs> And so that's that's another challenge. And again, we're this is in the the state that is number one as far as adoption of this uh, this subsidy for individuals. Uh, there's a picture in this story, Bill, that I think uh, says it all. There, there's a gentleman who looks like he's dressed business casual. He's got a button down shirt, you know, with uh, long sleeves and cuffs, and he is wearing a nice clean pair of jeans and a beautiful pair of brown uh, lace up shoes, like they're dressed shoes. And he's driving on an older Sears Craftsman lawnmower in front of a trailer that's kind of up on blocks, a mobile home up on blocks. And this poor fellow, we are given to believe, Bill, um, has it so hard that he was attempting to work remotely. And of course, that's why everybody needs this broadband. There are two, only two reasons why people get broadband internet in this country, apparently, according to the government. Number one is so they can work remotely. Number two is so that they can get a college education online. And so we don't really use the internet for anything else. And uh, so he is driving on this uh, tractor dressed like he's going to some uh, Chamber of Commerce soiree. And uh, he says that it's gotten so bad for him that in order to do his remote job, he actually has to go uh, to his second home and work from there. Uh, Bill, is this a, a solution in search of a problem? Well, uh, there's a lot to say there. First of all, uh, no self-respecting farmer ever goes out into his fields without a really natty pair of Oxfords and, and, a, and a gloss <laughs> on those shoes. Uh, you just wouldn't be caught dead They're out nice. in the fields without one of those. Yeah, that's capitalism for you, Scott. You know, capitalism where the, the biggest problem facing poor people is whether they should have to go to their second home to get away from less than 30 megabyte uh, download speeds. <laughs> that's that's I'm not kidding, really, actually. You know, when you were talking about the name of this thing, the Affordable Something or Other or Something or Other, yeah. I thought, wow, that sounds a bit like the Affordable Care Act. And I said, oh, boy, I bet, I bet it, Internet ends up getting more expensive. And then I thought, you know what, Bill, that's actually not a joke. No. It, it, it's actually a relief that no, that people are not that people are essentially walking away from this money. But I mean, if you think about it, if you continue this, if you really, let's say you really wanted to get people signed up for this thing. So you put up some, some plaster posters down at the dry goods store uh, and, and you, um, and you get people signed up. Well, now everybody's getting their uh, internet bill subsidized by the government. So the 
internet companies raise their rates. And, and two years from now, it's going to cost you $6,000 a month to get high-speed internet because this is what happens when you, when you do these kind of idiotic things. And by the way, you talk about, you know, the cable companies not wanting to lay more cable. Why would they? I mean, you, you know, why would you lay a cable in the ground? We've got constellations of, of low Earth orbit satellites now. Starlink is about to open. If you really, 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 really want to do this for for urban, uh, for rural people, just buy them a Starlink receiver. I mean, just, just why would you go to the trouble of sending men out into the field and putting poles and cable and unwiring wiring? All? No, those that's kind of, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I still use a lot of baleen in my uh, in my um, sports equipment, you know, and, and, and other whalebone products. It's it's just exactly what you would expect from a government program. It's spending my money for somebody else's luxury, essentially. Uh, nobody is aware of it. It's it's badly executed. And it's a signature piece of legislation for the Biden Harris administration, which they're very, very proud of. And I can't think of anything that represents them better than this. Well, programs like this are always sold as they're trying to get them approved through whatever process of approval they go through in the government um, as being something that is in great demand, that the people need mm. it, the people want it, the people have been crying out for it. And that other party, whoever they happen to be at the moment, have been keeping the people from getting what they so desperately want and need. And so that's why, to me, this story struck me as funny. Now, I'm not I should say, and there should be a, a warning perhaps printed on the screen here, we are not making fun of any people who are so in such desperate straits that they do not have broadband internet. We certainly, our hearts go out to them. We do not want to, uh, anybody to have to endure that kind of suffering that they certainly must be enduring. You know, there are people in Africa who have cell phones who are conducting their business on smartphones who live in mud huts with grass roofs and somehow manage to run businesses that way. And, uh, you know, with text messaging alone, it's just hard to imagine that anybody really needs this program that the government wants us to think that they need. And Bill's right. You start subsidizing something like that, it shifts the whole value proposition for what that product is actually worth. So if it was $100 a month and now you're getting it for $70 a month, then the cable company eventually, and it won't take too long, will get that up to $120 or $130 a month so that even with the subsidy, they're still getting their $100 a month that they were getting before. So, you know, this, this is just wrong on so many levels and I think really illustrates the absurdity of trying to do things like this through the government. Letting the private process of business and the ideas that come from individuals thrive and run amok is really the best way of dealing with this. People figure out how to solve problems. You know, the first... Um, situation that we had that was anything similar to this happened in Pennsylvania where somebody said, you know, we can't get cable TV out here in the mountains. And somebody built a tower with a dish on top of it and then ran some, you know, they couldn't get broadcast TV. And so they they ran cables off of that. So the first cable company was really just some people getting together and saying, hey, you know what? If we all pitch in, we could build this tower and then run cables to all our houses. And we had cable television. Um, and so, you know, eventually some smart business person is going to figure out out a way to reach Homer, Louisiana. Whether Homer wants to be reached or not is an open question. <laughs> Apparently, it's not that big a deal to the people people of Homer, or maybe the satellite dish companies are doing just fine. Uh, but it just seems to me 
that if you have a, a government program whose specific intent is to increase access to broadband cable, there is one thing that should be, you know, sort of the sine qua non, this should be the first thing that you should say out of your mouth is, here is how we're going to measure the success of this program, by how many people get broadband internet access who did not previously have broadband internet access. And, uh, let me just finish the episode with this. The Federal Communications Commission is not collecting data on how many people get broadband internet access who did not previously have it. And I think that says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry that many people in Homer, Louisiana were unable to watch this show. Perhaps you can see it in sort of the storyboard format with black and white snapshots and, you know, text written underneath. Yes, a flip book. Uh, but whatever you have to do, Somebody call somebody in Homer or walk there if you have to and let them know that this has been Right Angle with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green and Scott Ott. Thanks to the members for making it possible. 